Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Emerson and Bridget Spackman, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Bridget, really fast, before we jump into this episode, um, I'm just going to let the audience acknowledge I will probably sound kind of nasally congested for the next month. I apologize in advance. But second, can I share a personal time-sucking hurdle? Absolutely. These are always fun. Okay. I have never been the person that gets sucked into app-based games Mm. on your phone, like the Candy Crush. I. I did do Farmville back, but that I was just on too. Facebook. It was so good. <laughs> Bridget, I would set alarms at like four o'clock in the morning to harvest my strawberries yep. so they wouldn't wilt. Well, I so worked sad. at an animal clinic. And so I used to play it like on the computers at the animal <laughs> clinic. I was such a bad employee. <laughs> no, I totally get it. Uh, but my current time sucking hurdle is this app called Wodoku. So if you imagine a Sudoku board where it has the nine squares, but then there's nine of those and you're trying to fill the squares, it's like that mixed with Tetris. So you have these like different shaped puzzle block pieces that you're trying to fit in. And every time you complete either a row, a column or one of the like the nine square grids, it disappears. And so you're just trying to like get points or you're trying to collect gems. The reason I downloaded it is because when I wasn't feeling well, there wasn't a whole lot I could do. So I was just sitting on the couch and I needed something to occupy myself. And Mm. so I downloaded this game and now it has just taken over my life. I'm currently looking at it and I love this. And I like how it has, I do love puzzle games and I like how they're giving you like different types. Like it's not, you fill in the whole square. Like I'm looking at one that's like a cross, maybe like a plus sign, I think is, is a better description. That's very interesting. Um, don't don't download it. Don't download it because you will lose all sense of productivity. Anyway. Mm. Well, I haven't been on Instagram or any form. I've deleted all my social media apps. And I am so proud of you. Can you share a little bit about that? I know we're going on a tangent, we but are. it is related. Like- it is related. Um, so I was talking to Michelle the other day and I just kind of asked her as like a friend and just a, like a business partner and stuff. I said, what would happen if I just stopped doing all forms of social media, YouTube, everything for the next like month, month and a half, because I'm and I so said nothing. close. <laughs> I am so close to finishing my grad school, so close that I just want to put my head down and just focus on that without any distractions. And y'all, I don't know if you noticed, but like if you get on like Facebook, like the apps themselves, you get sucked into like this black hole of just looking at reels and videos mm-hmm. and everything in between. And so I've deleted all of my apps on my phone. It is the best feeling. I have gotten so much stuff done this past week. It is amazing. Did you ever watch that? I think it was on Netflix uh, documentary called The Social Dilemma. I did not, but I want. Ooh. I will want to now. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I remember watching it on a flight, but... It, it really makes you think twice about your social media. And it's hard because so much of what we do is tied to social media. Mm-hmm. But I think there are a lot of benefits. But now not I will tell you, it. I will tell you, like I, I, I have not, I don't have the apps, but I have gotten on social media, like through yeah. Safari. But you know how like in Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about like the friction Anytime mm-hmm. you give friction, because it is not like a user-friendly experience going on through Safari, like looking at videos, reels, like, you know, your um, Instagram story, like they just, it's not 
pleasing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't make it easy. There's a lot of friction involved that I will get on look at something and then get right off like I'm not mindlessly scrolling for hours and hours and hours yeah meanwhile Wadoku after (laughs) every round I have to sit through ads oh which causes friction but I still do it listen Blaine loves watching all those ads because he's like mom it's gonna give me all this money I just need to watch five more ads Bless his heart. Well, this entire month, we are going to focus on time management. And today specifically, we're going to get a little vulnerable. Bridget and I are each going to share three of our biggest time management struggles, which we kind of already touched on, but we're, we're going to be sharing other ones like that yeah. we haven't even discussed before. Now, we think these will sound familiar to you because they are most likely things that you struggle with as well. So don't worry, we are not going to leave you hanging. We're also going to share what has helped us overcome them so that, you know, you don't have to continue to make the same mistakes. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good episode. So can't wait to share all that with you. But first, let's listen to a TSH from Tanya. Tanya says, look, ladies, I'm horrible at time management. I feel like I listen to your podcast episodes, learn some great tips, but then I can't implement them the way I imagined. I've always struggled with this since I was young. I feel like I need time management for dummies. Help. (laughs) All right, Tanya, I think Bridget hopefully would agree with me here. The first thing you need to do is actually fix your mindset about time management. If you're constantly telling yourself that you're someone who's bad with time management, any new habits you try to build that surround, you know, the topic of time management are going to fail because you haven't identified as a person who succeeds with time management. It's just like how Billy at flipping 28 years old still cannot jump rope. And anytime I bring it up, he's like, well, I'm a horrible jump roper. And I'm like, well, have you tried? You can't until you can. (laughs) I did not know that about Billy. And I love that. (laughs) This was our date night dinner discussion last night. Okay. (laughs) That's fantastic. But absolutely. I think Michelle dropped the mic here. It is always interesting how a simple mindset shift can completely change how we approach situations and new challenges. I would also recommend to start small. If you are anything like me, Tanya, then you've probably tried to do all of the things. I had to learn the hard way that this does not serve me or those around me. So start small and build from there. I love it. Start, what is it? Start small so you can, no, start slow so you can go fast. Is that the quote that we discussed the other day? I Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, don't I don't know if we ever found the actual quote, <laughs> I don't think so. but I do think that it but it's ours now it. if nobody else has taken it. <laughs> yep. So I think one of the biggest misconceptions that people have toward us and just our podcast in general is that we are perfect and we follow all of our own advice and we're just superstars with time management, organization, and productivity. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that couldn't be further from the truth. (laughs) Yeah. So we wanted to help break down our struggles with time management and the simple steps that we took or are still taking (laughs) to help build them into (laughs) habits. All right, we're just going to go back and forth. We're each going to share a like mistake that we've made. I think we each have three. So yeah. I'm going to start us. I am so embarrassed to admit this. I <laughs> Guys, don't... we're throwing out all the truths here. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, it's cringy. Okay. I don't always create a power list. <gasps> uh, I know. I know. Listen, here's the thing. I know that it works. The days when I do create my power list, my productivity is way higher, like skyrockets. The issue is 
I just don't always remember to create it. So then I feel like I'm sitting down to get work done, but I'm bouncing all over the place and I don't really make any real progress. Like, you know, those days when, or rather weeks where you look back and you're like, what did I even do? Like, what did I get done? Yep. So here's what has helped me. I have had to make it a part of my evening routine. And it was a part of my evening routine, but it was such a like random step in my evening routine. Like it wasn't connected to anything else I did. And therefore it was easy just to like skip over or forget. So I have started habit stacking, which means I pair it with another thing that I always do, like something that I've already built as a habit. And for me, that would be setting my alarms. Like I always set my alarms before I go to bed and it works well with that habit because it's phone-based. Like I store my power list in my phone. So I'm able to set my alarms and then immediately after I go into Google Tasks, I take three items from my weekly to-do list and I move them over to my power list for the next day. And that has been helping. Like, again, I'm still not perfect, but in those moments where I'm like, oh, Michelle, like, why are you not creating power list? I go, okay, I need to make sure that I do it right after I set my alarms. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that one up because I feel like I even struggle with that sometimes. And it's that whole situation of, it's just finding time and a way to to make it easy for us to to incorporate yes. that into our our everyday routine. So I still yep. struggle with that too. But it does yep. make a world <laughs> of a difference once you do actually do it. Yeah. Um. So mine is going to be that um, I don't tend to look at a task and determine the length of time that it should take me. So let me kind of explain this is that I know for a fact that different tasks are going to take different amounts of time to complete, right? I think everybody knows this. Some tasks can be really simple and take a few minutes. And then other tasks are like really big projects that span over the course of like several days. Well, for me, I know that this is true, but I will often tell myself that I can get a large project done within a shorter time frame. So this ends up overwhelming me and then I completely throws off all of my plans for later in the week because I'm still having to like finish this project that I thought was only going to take me, you know, one or two days, but it's now taking me a week and a half and I'm overwhelmed. I'm frustrated. I'm pushing back other tasks. I don't feel like I'm accomplishing everything. Um, So really focusing in on like how much time it's going to take me and being reasonable with it is, is such a challenge. And again, this is something that I'm continually trying to make better. So here are some of the things that I have done that's really helped me. So one, breaking larger tasks down into bite-sized pieces. So one of the things that I've tried to do is within my Google tasks, you can make like a subtask. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I will take this like project of I'm working like on this main idea mystery map. And so I have my main idea mystery map as like my main one. And then underneath it, I have several things like I have test cards and then I have, you know, the lesson plans and then I have like explanation sheets and then I have answer keys. So I break them down as much as possible. And instead of moving that whole thing over, I only move over some of those subtasks. So that way... I can make it into those nice little bite-sized pieces. 
I'm also trying to be reasonable. So I'm trying to consider like how much time. And I think that this is such a hard thing to do. (laughs) I don't know. For me, it's like a really hard thing to do. It's like playing Goldilocks here. It's like it's not too much, not too little, but it needs to be just right. The just right amount of time. Because what's that quote where we say like, however much time you give yourself, like that's how much time it's going to end up taking. So if I say that, oh, me answering my emails is going to take me two days. Well, then I'm going to spend two days answering emails when really I probably could have gotten it done in like a couple of hours. So um, I'm trying to be reasonable with my times and assigning times for each one. And then time blocking to get several tasks done within a time frame. Um, so I'm really trying to look at my schedules and look at how much time I have within there um, in order to fit in as much as possible. I really love the tip of creating subtasks within Mm -hmm. Google Tasks. I feel like that is a game changer. So if you listening use Google Mm -hmm. Tasks, now I have it open in the sidebar Mm -hmm. within like Google Drive or Google Docs where your regular like tasks are. If you hover over it with your mouse, three little dots will appear next to it. Just click that and then click add a subtask and it will kind of indent it underneath. Yes. And I just, I love that. It is fantastic. Ah, Okay. Uh, my second mistake, (laughs) I will create a schedule famous for doing that, but I don't stick to it. Or at least I don't stick to it for like a good length of time. And this is something I've done since I started teaching. I would create a schedule of when I would complete certain tasks, like Mondays, I'm going to do this and Tuesdays, I'm going to do this. And I would usually stick to it until something throws it off, which happens a lot right in life Mm -hmm. like we're constantly throwing these curveballs and then I would struggle to get back on task or back on task (laughs) I mean possibly back on track usually like this this makes me think of people who start new diets or like new workout schedules and like they kind of fall off the rails and just never get back to it usually that schedule I created was meant to help me manage all of my tasks like there was a spot for everything So when I don't stick to my schedule, ultimately this means things don't get done and then I end up feeling behind. So for example, Mondays would be filming and then Tuesdays would be editing and Wednesdays would be like planning the next week's videos. Thursdays would be like creating. So Instagram and reels and stuff like that. And then Fridays would be cleaning. But Monday when I was ready to film, like I would realize, oh wait, I don't have this video planned out as much as possible. And so I would push it and then everything else would get thrown off. So what has helped me with this? First of all, analyzing what parts of my schedule aren't working and why. So I knew that I was feeling unprepared on Mondays to film. So I just moved filming to Tuesdays. That way I could have an extra day at the beginning of the week to have everything settled and ready. And then I created a new schedule based on those changes. Something else that has helped me is actually writing it down because there are a lot of times where I kind of kept my schedule in my head, which was not doing anyone any favors. In January, I actually made a template and I like completed it for the whole week. So I knew exactly what I had to be doing. And that really helped. I also have been building new routines based on my schedule. So for example, I've been wanting to go for more walks during the day because I am seated all Mm -hmm. flipping day long otherwise. And I wanted my walk to be like before lunch. So I actually created a routine that has an alarm go off at noon. And I know that that signals the end of my morning work block. I'm going to go downstairs, put my shoes on and go out of the door. I also have been putting more things on Google Calendar. 
I didn't used to schedule some of my like weekly tasks, like cleaning and answering emails because I did them every week. But now having them on my calendar helps me see like, well, which days am I getting stuff done? Which days am I kind of slacking and not being as productive? And then finally, I have more motivation because I know if I stick to my schedule Monday through Friday, then I'm not going to have to get work done on the weekends because I will be good to go. Whereas if I don't stick to it and I kind of fall off the rails, I'm going to have to make up for it over the weekends. And I don't really want to do that. So I just have more like motivation to actually stick to it. Yeah. I really like that idea of making your schedule work for you versus you trying to work your schedule in that Mm -hmm. sense of where you kind of rearrange some of the things to to fit your lifestyle and who you are as a person, you're still doing it. You're still kind of, you know, you have the specific days for what you do certain things, but moving that filming to Tuesday is, is a really nice way of looking at it. Yeah. Okay. So my next one, <laughs> um, I will often not do what I say I'm going to do. <laughs> so I feel like this past summer, I was incredibly proud that I like stuck to the system that Michelle and I have like talked about over and over and over and over again, right? I created a Google task that broke down what I wanted to accomplish. Like I had one for like a summer, the month, the week, and then today. And so then I was able to just kind of move things around and I always knew what I was going to be working on. But back in March of 2021, we did an episode called 062. We took a personality test. Here are the results. And I feel like I already knew this about myself, but it's just, it's another thing for like a piece of paper or quiz to tell it to you. (laughs) You're Mm -hmm. like, whoa, okay. Um, But it made me realize how much I have the habit to really allow my emotions to dictate the work that I'm accomplishing. So I have this tendency to get into a mood and I will completely drop what I am working on and then just lounge around all day. Or if I'm in a bad, I have a bad attitude. I don't want to work on anything. I don't want to talk to anybody. (laughs) So um, my Trent often likes to play the word like the song mood. Why you always in a mood? You know, that (laughs) he plays that quite often for me when I do have my bad attitudes. So um, (laughs) here's some of the things that I've kind of I have found are starting to help me a little bit more because I'm not perfect in it. And I will find that I have days where it's like, I just can't be bothered. I can't be bothered with any of it. And then I just don't want to do anything. And it's because of my mood, my emotions that I have going on. So the first one is, is that I've been tracking my moods using a tracker. Um, And I've been using the one that's inside of our fitness planner. Um, What's really nice is that I wanted it to be a little bit more visual. So I printed it out and I actually have it just taped inside of my closet. Isn't that weird? But it works for me, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of track my moods there. Um, And that's really important too, because I can see like, a nice little pattern. And I tend to look at those cycles like in my moods to really help me strategically place my work. Um, I have been very fascinated and Michelle knows this because I've talked to her several times about this, but I've been really, really fascinated with like women's monthly cycles and how it affects how much work we get done. And so I've started to notice that there are certain times during the month where I don't want to do as much work. And so I try to be very strategic. And when I'm planning my month, 
that I will put tasks that don't require a ton of brain power. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And something that are it's just simple. It's like a plug and play or something to that extent where I can just put it on those days and know that I may not be a hundred percent me. So um I I just like the fact that I I've able to kind of make some of those changes and really look at just my own personality, my emotions, and and being able to work around those a little bit more. Yeah. I will say for me, I don't think my cycle affects like my productivity as much, but I have noticed it really affects my performance in the gym. And I've started tracking things as well because I now know like, okay, we're going to get personal, but it's like, okay, like when I'm ovulating, like I'm going to be at my strongest. And then and like, I just know wow. when like, yeah, when my strength is going to kind of increase and then plummet a little bit throughout my cycle. And it's, it's helpful. Yeah. So ladies track your cycles. It's very interesting. <laughs> All right. My last mistake is actually kind of based on Bridget's mistake. I saw hers where she said, I will not do what I say I will do. And I was like, Ooh, I have a kind of a different problem. Mine is I will do what I want to do instead of what I need to do. Huh. <laughs> I like that. So, Good approach yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. I love doing tasks that are easy and that I have a routine for. So emails. Okay. I don't actually enjoy those, but they are easy to get started on because like I have a routine. Planning videos, filming videos, etc. But I struggle when it's a new tasks new tasks. Oh my goodness. New task that requires like a new template or as Bridget was saying, like more brain power. And what's interesting is I've realized I'm like this with TV shows too. I would rather rewatch the same show 20 times than start a new show because like the newness quote unquote stresses me out because I don't know what to expect Mm -hmm. and I don't like that. (laughs) So for example, January, I've been focused on replanning a presentation session for Get Your Teach On. I had presented in July at the national conference and I had a session, but I wanted to make changes based on how it went. And I just had some new ideas I wanted to incorporate. And I was putting it off week after week because it was something new. And it's like, okay, I have to redo my slides. I have to make new examples. And I just could not motivate myself to get started. So The things that have helped me with this when I find like that I'm purposely putting things off because I don't want to do it. Number one, breaking it down into small tasks because if I'm like struggling just to get started, I'm like, okay, I need a smaller piece because I think I'm struggling because it's too much. It's like Bridget's chicken analogy. What was that episode like two or three? It was early. Really early on. It was early. She talked about how like, well, how do you eat a whole chicken? Like one bite at a time. And like you cut it up into smaller pieces. And so I'm so sorry. I've been trying not to like sniffle on (laughs) within like when I'm talking, but I failed. Okay. Anyway, I just break it down more. I also will tell myself like, Michelle, just start. I will set a timer for 15 minutes And usually at that point, once I get into the flow of it, like I'm good to go. Uh, Here's an example. I needed to create some examples of Google Forms. And so I was not wanting to do it. I said, Michelle, just work for 15 minutes. And I would like, I said, you know what? Just like open the form, get the settings, good to go. And then you can be done. Well, I got into the flow and I made four different examples. So that obviously helped. (laughs) And then instead of saying I need to have more discipline, I focus on how I can make it 
either easier, more satisfying, or more attractive. And that comes from Atomic Habits. So for example, like breaking it down into smaller pieces is a way to make it easier. Uh, I love to have checkboxes of to-dos. So not only Mm -hmm. like my Google tasks, but I created like an outline of my presentation and I had checkboxes next to everything. You can create checkboxes Mm -hmm. in Google tasks now. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. It's under like format and then bullets and numbering and then checklist. But anyway, just having like the checklist to check off along the way was very satisfying. And then to make it more attractive, I would link it with something I wanted to do. So for example, listening to podcast episodes, when I'm creating slides, there are certain things like, oh, I'm just inserting images. It doesn't require a lot of brain power. And I would have a podcast going while I do that to make it more enjoyable. Yeah, that's it. So I was working on this like standards checklist type thing. Uh, and I do the same thing. Like if it's something that's like a plug and play, I will watch an mm-hmm. episode of whatever it is that I want to watch um, yep. because I know that I can sit down and I can just kind of plug that in. It's it's yep. very satisfying. <laughs> Makes it very attractive. Okay. So my last one is that I tend to overwhelm myself with too much to do. Um, no. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> like adding more things to my plate. It's very interesting. Um, I have always been this person that I will constantly add to what I'm doing in order to either make other people happy or to kind of push myself to do more and to be more successful in that sense. I blame my parents. It's all their fault. (laughs) So I will take on one project. And in the middle of that project, I basically have this like another amazing idea (laughs) that I have to work on. Um, And I want to just do something totally different, leaving the other project not as desirable because I have like this shiny new object that's in my mirror, if that makes sense. So this tends to then overwhelm me and it just leaves me not wanting to do any of the projects I originally intended on doing. And then I fall behind in so many different areas. It's like a little domino effect of just things that are happening in my life. So here are some of the things that I have started to do. Batching my work. Um, I have always thought that I would never be good at batching, that I needed the ability to be able to move from project to project to project. And I think this past year has been maybe a year and a half. I have kind of been going through this journey of really batching so many different areas in my life. So for one week, I might end up focusing on working on like on teaching on the double stuff. And then for another week, I might work on just like grad school. But I try to batch my projects in a sense where I'm seeing it through from beginning to end. Um, That way I don't have it kind of lingering in the back of my mind of, oh, I know I need to do grad school, but man, I still have that that I haven't finished. And then I want to pull that back up because it makes me hop from all over the place. Um, Setting due dates and prioritizing my tasks. I love that in Google Tasks that I can set like a due date for it, which makes me really happy. Um, Another thing is just breaking the task down. It's going back to just making them into little bite-sized pieces and scheduling really heavy items during times of the month that I just can focus and have more energy. So I've been doing really well so far. I'm finishing up a project this weekend so that then for the next like five or six weeks, my goal is to just kind of push through grad school and get it done. I have no other projects except grad school after this, which is exciting. So real talk, as your friend, 
when you call me or if you call me <laughs> and you're bringing up like this new idea or this new project. Listen, and I never I know, said I wasn't going to have new ideas. <laughs> no, no, hold on, hold on. I'm asking for your opinion here. <laughs> if you bring up a new project or a new idea that you have, and I know that you have other outstanding projects, do you want me to hype you up with the new idea? Or do you want me to subtly remind you of the other project that is lingering or both? Subtly. I mean, I can as do in both. like, no, you're not doing this. Like, hey, Bridget, but um, how is this going? Uh, oh, man. Um, I don't know. I'm going to get back to you on that one. Okay. We'll check back in. That's me. So- that is me not wanting to fully commit there, guys. Interesting. Well, as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, this entire month, we are going to be focusing on time management, but through a new lens, we really want to bring in all of those wonderful tidbits that we learned from Atomic Habits, and we're going to be helping you become that teacher with time management. You know you know what we mean, that teacher? Yeah. <laughs> and we're also going to be sharing some habits that you need to build in order to improve your time management, and then we're going to help you overcome your mistakes. We're going to kind of generalize a lot of the mistakes that teachers make or really individuals in general make toward time management. And we're going to give you some tips to overcome that. Yeah, it's going to be a really exciting month. But we would love for you to check out our website, teachingonthedouble.com and submit your time sucking hurdle. We want to know what is sucking up all of your time right now. You can also find the link down in the show notes. Subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notified the next time that we drop our new episode, which is on Thursday mornings. And make sure to leave us a review over on iTunes. It really does help us to get into the ears of so many other teachers out there. And we love hearing from you. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.